0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with acclaimed veteran jazz vocalist Nancy Kelly. We talked to her about her interesting life in music, COVID, and her new 2022 CD, Jazz Woman. She has a solid fan base from around the globe for her classic swinging style, taking listeners back to a time when jazz, including vocal jazz, was an authentic expression of real emotion. She got her real education as a house singer at Jules, a jazz club in the center city of Philadelphia, where she shared the bill with the likes of Betty Carter, Houston Person, Etta James, Joey Francesco, Groove Holmes, Jack McDuff, and so many others. She has plenty of insights, wisdom, and stories. Enjoy,
1: Nancy. Thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz. I appreciate it. Well, well, it's it's my pleasure. Let's start off with Jazz Woman, and you know, I think before we get into the making of this album. I want to know, you know, right now the world's opening up. Things are getting better. We're on the back end of this COVID thing, hopefully. How does this release feel in particular at this time?
2: Well, it's very uplifting, and, it's, and it feels great to have something that's alive out there in the world, hmm. and moving and growing. And right before the whole pandemic thing, I had just released that Remembering Mark Murphy record, and we were planning tours, and things were going on, and, you know, everything stopped. So hopefully uh, we follow this along and pick up where we left off and start over. It's a very good feeling.
1: So over this COVID time, we all had time to be self-reflective and kind of, you know, thinking about things and and analyzing our existence. And I'm curious, what did you learn about yourself over this time that is going to make you stronger as you promote this album and get out and perform more?
2: Wow. Uh, That would take some thought. Oh, my gosh. I definitely found out that I, I want to work more on uh, producing my own music. That's something. You know, well, over the years, I've uh, done like so many jazz artists do. We reimagine uh, standards and release them. That's the first time I've had a chance to to uh, really sit down and think, hey, you know, maybe I can take a different path and do my own thing. And that was in itself quite an epiphany, there's no question. It just gave me that time to sit there and think about, you know, doing that. Because the jazz world has so much of things that are, uh, as I say, regurgitated. <laughs> so having something that is fresh and new, hopefully, is a welcomed thing. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm hot on that path, Joe. <laughs>
1: Let's talk about the album. How did talk to me kind of about the concept and the idea behind it?
2: Well, it's very basic. It wasn't hard to figure out what to do because I had written these. Or written, I have like thirty of them. There's all different, all different styles. That's the fun thing about it. Which I, which I'm also risk taking. Instead of just staying in one lane, I'm going to move out. Like you know, many jazz people have done that through their careers. But I wrote them a long time ago, and if you you, do you have the album cover there,
1: yes, I do. Yourself, yeah.
2: Yeah. So that picture, which everybody can see if they go anywhere on my site and look up the the CD, that picture was me when I was about thirty, maybe maybe twenty eight, thirty. So it was right during the era of when I was recording this music, or Rick. I forgive me when I was uh, composing it. And for and you know, we did some little recordings of it here and there and this and that, and and I just for some reason, it just sat. I don't know i didn't I didn't go back to it. I thought it was needed a lot of work, and uh, the uh, pandemic allowed me that time to sit and rearrange, rewrite parts that need to be rewritten, and to just bring the whole thing forward i I was very concerned whether it would be uh relevant to the woman I am now and uh I think it's pretty cool. I think it's fun. I mean the the whole that whole tune jazz woman is like a uh a history of my singing career. And uh I questioned whether I should be so um, honest, you know, but I talked to several people and they said, "Yeah,
0: <laughs> why not?"
2: <laughs> so there was that and the whole idea of just putting that, that Nancy on the cover just all worked. I did that all myself by the way. That's that's the other thing I do which is graphics and computer
1: stuff. And I designed that whole thing inside and out. That's wonderful and I, I think the whole raw and real thing right now especially with what we've lived through for the last couple of years is going to be quite welcome I think.
2: Well, I certainly hope you're right. You know, we never know. We, yep. we put them out and we just don't know um it certainly is a departure for me. It's it's a little different from the vocals are, are different from what I I really do all the time, which is swing and bebop. So I think they're more um avail they make me more available to the listener that doesn't perhaps have their grips on deep jazz. It's yeah. just nice. Do you agree yeah. with that?
1: Yeah, I do, absolutely. Yeah.
2: You play jazz all the time, right? You play all kinds oh. of, of...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I do. That's what I specialize in is jazz exclusively. So I get it for sure. So all of this, this journey began for you at the age of four in Rochester. You did a lot, of piano, clarinet, drama, dance. So how did how did all of these roads and this early creativity lead to who you are right now?
2: Wow. Well, I think that's just a natural evolution. I, I personally am someone who... Uh, always was seeking uh something more in-depth, more stimulating, more sophisticated. So I went from I mean I was a rock and roll singer, you know. <laughs> I which was fun, <laughs> but I got tired of the uh I I just wanted something just harmonically deeper. And I kept looking for it and found it eventually. I don't know, just a natural evolution.
1: I mean, isn't there something to be said about the world of jazz? I know before I got into jazz radio, I had no idea what the community was like. The jazz community, to me, represents some of the finest human beings on the planet.
2: I couldn't agree with you more. Well, I'll tell you what I feel about that. What I feel about that is when you climb a mountain as high as jazz is, you never get to the top of it, for one thing, and you you get humbled by its greatness. I think all people that get deeply into jazz become humbled in its presence. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. It's beautiful. It's deep. You can't, in my opinion, carry some sort of ego when you're dealing with something so majestic as jazz. So you're going to find the people that you meet and talk to, the people that are recording and the people that are touring, you know, they're all pretty humble, just lovely people. We've studied a lot, to say the least.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, the one thing about your career is that, you know, you've been all over the world. I mean, you've been to Singapore, Switzerland, France, Turkey, Japan, Hong Kong, all over the place. So, what was it that you missed the most about being on the road during those two years of largely no live shows? What was it you yearned for?
2: You're going to laugh. Nice hotels. (laughs) Nice hotels. (laughs)
1: I get it. I love them too.
2: Five-star hotels, (laughs) lobby calls with a list. (laughs) (laughs) Not every tour is like that, you know. Yeah, I miss that. I mean, we we really traveled in style, so it was was so fun. I mean, I've done my share of schlepping around like anyone, but, you know, the last couple tours were really great. Really great. I I love that. I just, I love being able to do nothing but the music. So, I I own a home, and I have to take care of my home, and I got to change the sheets, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. I mean, like, when when you're on the road, it's all about the music, and this is another funny thing, (laughs) that I like being able to take a nap in the afternoon, get ready, because you know, singers, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. What did you say? Oh,
1: no. No, no, no! I agree. I absolutely agree. I, I, I'm a, I'm a parent, so I don't know what naps mean anymore.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's crazy. They're a thing yeah. of the past. Well, you know, singers, and then we, we have a whole different life on the road. Like everybody will get to uh, a city, and everybody will want to take that day off and go roam around. And, and I'm resting because I have to rest my voice. I can't get too over, overdo it and not be able to sing. So well, it's a, a lot. I, I I say I need to go on the road so I can get some rest.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's
2: just a joke. I mean, when you got to get up at six o'clock and get out of plane, that's not fun either. But
1: well, you know, the one thing about your career too is that you've been around pretty heavy people like Betty Carter, Houston Person, Etta Jones, Joey D. Francesco. The list goes on. What did you learn from them legends and luminaries that you in turn use to like? mentor and tutor younger players that you get around?
2: I mean, to get to that level, you, you realize how hard someone has worked and how dedicated they become. I think something that, uh, I mean, Joey, I knew Joey, his parents, he was 12. When I was working in This uh, jazz club that was the, the spot to be in Philly at the time, his parents would bring him in and, and he'd sit in. He's 12 years old. I mean, he, it's all he did. I mean, it's all they do is music, and it's something you learn. You know, you don't you don't get to that level by doing it as a hobby. And uh, I guess that's that uh, that a factor of that is something I definitely pass along that this is a life you live. It's not something you do when you have free time. You know, and you study the music and you work hard at listening. You know, and you learn. I guess I picked up a lot about. You learn about the business from those people and you learn how it how it uh, revolves and evolves and you learn how to deal with people and, of course, I have dear friends with Houston person, so we've been talking for a long time about all kinds of stuff. And Betty Carter, I didn't, I mean, she was in the club, but I didn't get a chance to talk with her much, but boy, just sitting there listening to her is all the education anyone needs,
1: <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and being at this, you definitely have longevity behind you. What has been kind of the key to longevity and, like, what you look forward to the most in your being being a professional musician?
2: Being the age I am, I have seen the uh, the music business go through several uh, iterations. Would that be a, a word, I guess? I mean, when I was young, I had a label that did everything for me. I had, didn't have to do anything but show up for the gigs, you know, agents and the whole thing. So I, they did all that for me. And then as CDs began to kind of change and, and and turn over to the digital world, we all had to kind of reinvent ourselves, you know. And um, anybody that's still alive today has, has done gone through that process. We had to embrace the Internet we had to embrace learning how to uh do do a lot of the promotion ourselves. I mean, if you're not one of the the four or five top people on what few jazz labels are left, the rest of us are all working our tails off trying to promote, trying to move forward, trying to get good, you know, good gigs and all that sort of thing put together um put together little tours. I don't put together big ones anymore cuz it's a bit taxing on me, but you know, I do little stints out out and back, and it's a lot of work. We have to do it all ourselves. That's the way it works yeah. now and what the thing I'd like to see though, I would like now that we're back out i mean I'd really really would love to be uh doing a few of the festivals it's a it's a it's a tough thing to kind of get in on that um because it's kind of decided by people with big labels and stuff, so it's so a tough you gotta do a lot of begging, Joe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I get it.
2: <laughs> Believe
1: me, I get it. You know, it is tough. So let's say you have a dream tonight and you run into the, your younger version from around the time. Let's say from the picture on the album or, you know, when you were beginning to become a professional. You could give your younger self one piece of advice based on what you've learned throughout all these years. What would it be?
2: Oh, don't fall in love with the guitar player. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a bumper sticker right there.
2: (laughs) I would say so. Oh, there's a lot of things. You know, that's one of those double-sided answers because any of us, most of us realize that all the things we went through made us who we are today. So would I change things? I certainly wish I had made some different choices. Yeah. But who doesn't? You know? Yeah. um, But it all forms you, and it all turned me... To who I am now, you know. We've all made mistakes. We've all made great choices and bad choices, and I don't think i changed any of them, really. You know, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough back being young and 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 being being um the center of attention and keeping that all under control. And I've been doing it a long time now, so I don't. Uh, I, I bring the attention on, please. I like it. <laughs> Somebody's I, lying if they don't.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Speaking of getting to a point where we're doing live shows again, what do you hope we all realize about the power of live music as we get back to it during this kind of lapse and time over COVID?
2: Well, it's a it's a unity-forming presence. I the one of the things that you, that I've noticed because we have a very divided country as as we all painfully know these people are coming to shows. I, I, I would say it, it tends to lean towards a certain direction with jazz, uh, but we still, you know, we have, we don't know who's in our audience. We have to rely and we do rely on the music for making us all one, which is, it. it really, really breaks up that division and brings us all together because music, it's all from one source. So, we all come together when we do it, and that is the beauty of it with the live shows. And people are hungry for that. I think it's you're finding people, they just, my shows have been packed. I've been blessed with that since I've been out. Packed. Everything. People are, can't yeah. wait.
1: So everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately you live your life. Who do you think you are?
2: Well, that's a multifaceted, um God. Somebody asked me that once and wanted a very spiritual answer and now I don't know which one you're looking
1: for. <laughs> no, I'm I'm looking this is open ended. This is definitely just kind of yeah, this isn't getting too deep into the jugular. This is just kinda um, you know, just what whatever comes to mind.
2: Uh, I'm a very dedicated musician. Um it's a it's a life that is hard for others that are not uh that in that it's a little difficult for them to understand it like you know when you you know like my uh, a family member uh just retired from doing a job all their life and they're sitting here going "oh you don't ever stop working do you?" I said "nope." And even if I had a million dollars tomorrow I would still pursue the music and the creative endeavors. I mean, it's 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 almost an uncontrollable force that pulls you to create. And and you know what you're giving the world is priceless. So it's it's a win-win, and it keeps me out of trouble, Joe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's great. I think it all of it does. It does the same to me too. So. Nancy, thank you for taking a minute out. Thanks for talking about the album and your life and music. Good luck
0: with everything as we move forward.
2: Oh, thank you so much, and thank you for uh, having me on. It was a joy to talk to you.
0: Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest singers in Philadelphia, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Nancy for her time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com, for everything Joe Domino-related, Go to jodomino.com, and there you can donate through PenPal or get involved through Patreon. It would be appreciated. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
2: Neon Jazz